we often hear in the texts that uh, it's said that the Buddha was moved to teach out of uh, the heart, the quality of compassion, often called uh, the Buddha's Maha Karuna, great compassion. And this, um, this can, I was thinking about this today because it can sound like just you know one of those things t- in the text to make the Buddha look really good. <laughs> you know, it's great mind, heart of compassion. You know, there's things that kind of strike us that way sometimes when you look at these texts. But I think there's something actually very, uh, very kind of real and practical that we each, any one of us can touch in our own mind and heart because it said that he surveyed the world and he saw beings trying to be happy, trying desperately to find happiness or contentment or peace, whatever you would call it, and, and doing the very thing that caused them to suffer. And we see this in our own mind and heart in the world, all of the, what we could say, think of as sort of optional or discretionary suffering, the suffering that is not inherent, doesn't have to be there. There is pain, there's unpleasant experience, there are difficult times, we all experience these. There's so much struggle and strife and suffering that doesn't have to be there. And that really goes to the heart of what we're trying to understand and, and uh, through that understanding, free our own mind and heart from. And nothing has changed in this regard since the time of the Buddha. And, and it's good to reflect, I think, all of us, that all of the the weird stuff, all the shenanigans that we get up to, that everyone else gets up to in the world. A lot of wacko stuff going on. <laughs> Underneath that is this movement, beings trying to find happiness. Even those who are doing some really bad stuff that seems like it's just about causing suffering. Underneath there's this, there, there's just so much confusion in the mind about what would actually bring happiness. And in some cases, it's beyond anything any of us may ever have, have contacted in our own experience. And one thing we discover in meditation is that to whatever extent we study and come to understand the inner workings of our own mind and heart and of what it is, this version, each of us, what it is, this humanness that we find. The more we study that, the more we study everyone else's because the similarities are far greater than any differences. Of course, we, we see things through our own lenses, through our own conditioning. We all have led our own lives. But if we study our own mind and heart, we're really studying everyone's. And so we see, we come to understand how suffering, struggle, strife arise in our own mind. We see it over and over through, through attachment, through identification, through all the ways in which we relate to experience 
in our attempts to find happiness in the ways that cause us to get swirled up in struggle, inner conflict, turmoil, and suffering in all these ways. And so I think in terms of the Buddhists seeing this, if we see this, then compassion is the only thing that makes sense. Nothing makes sense but compassion in the face of that. And then the wish, if there's something one can do to alleviate it, to offer that. Whatever form that might take. This quality of compassion, it's so beautiful. And it's such a natural response in the mind and the heart. It can get clouded or covered over or confused, but it's just the natural movement of the mind and the heart in the face of suffering. The heart of kindness takes on the flavor of compassion, moves to alleviate the suffering if it can. And if there's nothing active that can be done, it doesn't turn away. It'll stay there. If that's all we can do, we stay. We witness it from a place of genuine empathy and from, from a place of strength. So it's really strengthening, empowering, and even brings joy into the heart, this quality. You know, it can feel as though compassion means taking on the burden of another's pain and that, that this process would lead the heart to break, but it doesn't. It actually strengthens the heart and, and his foundation is, is two things. It's courage and equanimity. And the word courage, which to me is very closely intertwined with the quality of compassion. I love the word courage, which uh, comes straight from the root in the Latin languages, the word for heart, corazón, cuori, cur, in the Latin languages. Heartfulness, courage is this heartfulness. There are these these two qualities that may have been touched on, but I, I had the sense talking to my colleagues that they weren't directly named. And I want to touch on them just briefly here and then just do some meditation. But <clears throat> in, with all of the Brahma Viharas, there are what are called the near and far enemies. Traditionally, some people don't like enemy, say neighbor, but it's kind of softer, I guess. I'm going to call them near and far enemies. <laughs> but they're things, they're qualities that resemble, in each case they resemble metta or karuna, mudita. They, they can fool us though. So in the case of karuna, of compassion, you could say the near enemy is something in the terrain of uh, pity, not piti, but pity, this sense of feeling sorry for. Where the heart is moved there, there's a resemblance to compassion because the heart is touched and there's the sense of touching the sorrow, suffering. But it, it's not truly connected because it keeps it at a distance. It's, it's a sense of kind of poor you or over there, I'm different. There's a difference. There's a 
there's a disconnect and even perhaps a, a taste of um, some aversion or resistance with, with pity or feeling sorry for. Doesn't have the equanimity and doesn't have the true connection and empathy that's inherent in compassion. And the, the far enemy, the far neighbor, and it's very, very um, opposite form could be some form of cruelty. But there can even be cruelty that can show up in, the, in, in a kind of rage against suffering, kind of anger or rage fighting against it. Uh, cruelty, a sort of condemnation of, of the suffering that we find. And, and there can be a cruelty in that relationship at times. Or it can show up as a kind of overwhelm of sadness or grief, <coughs> sorrow. And in these cases, it's quite different in, in a certain respect. But again, the heart is moved and it can be confusing. But with this uh, anger against uh, suffering or, or overwhelm into, into overwhelming grief, uh, it's again, it's not actually fully connected to what's happening. And there's uh, the balance of heart, which is uh, the equanimity of the fourth Brahma-vihara that informs them all. This is what allows them to stay in a place where they don't fall into these extremes. So true compassion rests on the basis of equanimity. And then we just see things in terms of suffering and the end of suffering. It's not so taken on so quite so personally and the connection can be deep and rich and then the action the response of the heart is just natural in the same way that we would uh, take care of say a, a child who is reaching towards the fire we'd move quickly naturally to protect that and to comfort if there was harm and there would be no anger blame rejection condemnation none of that only care and kindness. We'll do some, some sort of a meditation regarding, connecting, touching into at least the possibility through, <clears throat> through the meditation of connecting with this beautiful quality of heart So to begin now, <clears throat> if you wish to adjust your posture in any way that might bring more ease into the body, please do so. Just to begin shifting away from or letting go of or certainly not picking up anything that feels like something you're trying to do right now. Just to start settling into a sense of simply being and allowing yourself to be just as you are. This mind, this body, heart just as it is right now. Whatever mood may or may not be there, 
could be wakeful or sleepy, grumpy, happy, interested, bored. Restless mind, whatever, just let it be. Let yourself be as you are, just a living being. Nothing you have to fix or work on. So hard for us just to let ourselves be. Maybe that's the movement of compassion sometimes. Taking any pressure off to be anything except alive. from this place or quality of kind of a deep simplicity, simply being. You can allow the attention if you'd like to move to or connect with the area at the base of the sternum that we, we call the heart center. Kind of a very tender spot there. Might place the fingertips or the hand there, palm. A couple of breaths into this part of the body if that's interesting to you or you found it helpful in the past. Not trying to create some special feeling or sensation there. Looking for something, just touching, gently touching this part of the body with the mind, with the hand, with the heart, with the breath.
And if you can connect with some quality of appreciation for your practice, for the beautiful intention in coming on retreat at all, Touch into that goodness that's inherent in that intention to look inside and try to understand. Beautiful and rare in the world, worthy of respect. What if you said to yourself right now, I love you, you're doing great. Or some, something like that. Or I care about you. I care about myself. Didn't use words, but just told yourself something like that through the touch or with your breath. Even just said hello to yourself. Hello, little being. Care for you. Hello, little heart. And sense into some, some way that you may have found yourself in a state of struggling today, perhaps even now, feeling some confusion or at odds with your own mind or heart in some way, or pain in the body. That's what it is to 
live with this. Difficult mind state, anger or fear. We all feel these things at times. And through touch or perhaps with some gentle words that convey the sense of caring about this. Just wish yourself well with this quality of reassuring this, your own heart, your energy, body and system that you care about this these times of struggle, that you won't abandon yourself just because sometimes you have a hard time. I wish, may this one, may I be free of suffering. Just as 
Sometimes you, each one of us, finds ourselves struggling, encountering stress in the mind and the heart, pains in the body, confusion. This is true for all beings. So allow a sense of someone who maybe you've been working with in the other sessions in the metta or the first karuna, (coughs) guided karuna practices in the category of a dear being, a benefactor, very easy dear being, perhaps a very dear friend or family member. Maybe someone you know who's having a really hard time right now. Because we know very directly what it is to suffer in all the ways, small and sometimes very large, that we all struggle in our lives with difficult mental and physical experiences. Sadness and loneliness, feelings of not being good enough. It's true for others. These people who we know are dear to us, sometimes they feel that way too. Just gently connecting with them through gentle feeling or perhaps an image, just wishing them well, reassuring them that you care, that you won't abandon them because they're having a hard time. wishing that they be free of suffering with words or wordlessly.
maybe another friend who comes to the mind. Another family member, someone in your life. Knowing directly for ourselves the ways that we have difficulty and struggle in our lives. Just the weight of daily concerns and responsibilities obligations that are hard to meet, times when there's illness or injury, or we lose someone we love, times of great sadness, times when our mind just feels so confused and we just don't know what's right, what to do. This is true for all beings. This is true for your friend. Times when they feel that way. Times when it just hurts. Offer them this caring energy of compassion, this connection to how difficult it can be at times. Reassure them, let them know that you care, that you'll be there. You wouldn't ever abandon them if they're having a hard time. You'd show up as best you could. Offer them this wish that they be free of struggle and suffering.
once more connecting with what it is to live with times when life is hard. We all experience days when we just feel caught in some kind of confusion or nothing seems to make sense. We feel pressured by the weight of our duties or times when there's some sense of not not being able to be as good as everyone expects us to be. Feeling like there's something wrong with us. Like we're wrong somehow. We're not good enough. We're not lovable. And the pain of that, of feeling that way, somehow not worthy of love. Times when we feel that we can't find a friend or that there is no kindness in our life or we can't find our own kindness. We all feel this way at times, some version of it. Even those that we don't really know. Maybe someone here, there's a slight chance there's someone here on the retreat that you kind of feel neutral about. Mostly we've made up our mind, but even though we've never met the person, we're convinced we know everything about them. But maybe there's someone here, it's just, they cross your path once in a while, your eyes notice them and you don't know anything about their life or their history or what they do for a living or, or anything. But what you do know is that just like you, they wish to be happy and sometimes it's really hard and they have the same kinds of struggles, their own version, but they feel confused. They feel not good enough some days. They have pains in the body, pains in the heart. They lose their loved ones. All the things that come in a life. Someone in your life outside of the retreat, you don't know really very well, perhaps someone you see at a store or at work, having studied your own mind and heart, you know a lot about theirs. You know that they have times of difficulty and struggle and suffering, large and small. Just wish them well in some simple way. Let them know that you care about how hard it is sometimes Wish that they be free of suffering, free of trouble and worry, 
Now just gently come back to yourself. Just feel yourself sitting here just as you are. Feel your own heart if that something that you can do or is meaningful. Say hello. Hello, little heart. Hello, little being. Tell yourself that you care. Wish yourself well. Wish yourself ease. And then gently just start to let go of of words or images or that kind of thing. You don't have to push it away, just let it go. Let go of something you're trying to do or have been trying to do. Let go of anything that feels like a kind of practice or a focus. Shift back into simply being, just as you are. There's nothing, nothing at all you need to do right now. There's nowhere to go. There's no one to be. Nothing to fix or work on. Nothing to get and nothing to get rid of. No meditation and there's no one who's trying to meditate. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.